Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. It's that time once again for another fun-filled episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are proud that you guys are joining us for our 30th episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. That's fucking crazy. And yes, um, you know, I know the numbers won't match up, but because we did just release the Christmas special, which we hope you all enjoyed. Yeah. And this is season three, show number eight. That's right would be nine if you include the Christmas special, but it's a special, so we're not including it, but... That's right. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. We had fun making it. Yeah, hope everybody had a good Christmas. And Travis is not suffering from the uh, gin fluenza or the <laughs> bourbonitis this week, so he is in studio. I'm back. So, hey, um, I, I think we should say a hello to Mr. Smoking Computer and get that out of the way. How you doing, buddy? What's up? <laughs> Wow, he just played you a little special ditty in that one. Damn. I mean, you guys got to watch Smoking Computer. He might give show hints away, but then he could throw you way off, too. Yeah, so. He's kind of a hothead. He's a, sometimes he's a shady uh, bastard, as you might <laughs> want to say. But anyway, this week, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you what we're doing. Before we get into the beers, we're bringing you White Snake, the White Snake album from 1987. And... uh it's their seventh studio album. It's just kind of crazy. I didn't realize that uh, at first. Well, and it's funny because uh, most people know White Snake from this album. Yep. And I actually have a couple of their older albums downstairs that they sound great, but it's a totally different sound. So. It's closer to that deep purple sound. Yeah, it, it's definitely a lot more deep purple sounding. Yeah. But anyway... um. I don't know. Do you, do you want to get into your funny white snake story now, or do you want to wait until we've had some of these special beers I've had uh, chilling in the vault? Uh, no. So you know, um, on this record, uh, Vivian Campbell plays a solo on one or two songs, right? Mm-hmm. So right before I started playing guitar, I, had, I started playing. I had a really cheap guitar. It was a cruise, like this Strat copy. One of those guitars where you tune it. And was that the white one you it, had? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember. You tune it, 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 it would be in tune for a G, then you play a D and it's out of tune, right? Uh, so that's what I had. And our, um, our buddy, who had started playing guitar a couple of years earlier, was pretty good you know, at that time by our standards. And his dad bought him uh, Vivian Campbell's old Strat, and so I got to play Vivian Campbell's guitar. Wow. Yeah. Here he goes name dropping again, folks. It was pretty cool. It was a red one. Well, you know, I just, I was just a poor, poor kid. I couldn't play anything on it at that time. You know, I was 13 and <laughs> no, I was I... just trying to do a, a power chord, everything I could do. I still can't play nothing. It's, it's awesome though. Uh, but it was pretty cool as like a 13 year old. Sometimes it's fun just to pull the guitar out and just mess around with. Yep. For sure. All right. Well, I should have went ahead and went in the vault while you was doing that, but. Oh yeah, it's a great story. 
um, I mean, you know, Vivian, great guitar player. Yep. Uh, we'll get into more on that here in a little bit, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, we tried to do a special special today. It didn't quite work out. We're not going to tell you what it was, but um, hopefully we'll get it worked out and it'll come to you here soon. I'm going into the vault. Take it, Trav. All right, checking out. So when we were talking about um, earlier White Snake Records a minute ago, for those of you that don't know, David Coverdale used to sing uh, for Deep Purple before he uh, did some solo stuff and then uh, did White Snake. And then obviously did um, Coverdale Page later on. So he's been around. Uh, got a fucking fantastic voice. I hear, I hear a bag jingling around over well, there. Well, what I did was I they weren't in the bag. I just put it in the bag so you can't see it yet. See? All right. Um, go ahead, give it an open, and tell the fine folks out there in Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews land what we're drinking this week. Holy shit, I've never had this. Me neither, and when I seen it, I said, that's got swag written all over it. All right, so it's from, oh, it's from upstate New York. It's from Rochester, right? So folks who are from that area are going to have to give me a break here. Is this Narragansett? Is that what it is? Um, I'm going by the high neighbor, have a Gansett on the back. I, I think you said it right. That's right. why I let you do it, because yeah. I had no idea. I'm guessing that what it is, but yeah, it's a, it's a lager. Uh, looks like it's been around since 1890. Uh, I know Big J used to live up in Syracuse, so he's got some uh, upstate New York knowledge. Maybe he can... He can drop us some hints here. Yeah, I have no idea. I just seen this one day. I was out, and I said, "Ooh, man!" I said, "That's sixteen ounces of pure swag right there." It looks like, unless I'm wrong, it's not owned by a major brewery. Um, I'm not seeing anything. Right? Yeah, and um, I found it at the local grocery retailer, and what? I had never seen it anywhere. All right. So. Well. I don't I'm know. Curious now. I will give her a crack here. We're gonna try it out. Oh, hey! I got excited when I found it. So right, let's, let's see. And I put it in the swag category because it was uh, like six ninety nine for a six pack of sixteen ounce tall or medium boys. All right. All right. Well, we're going in for some. Uh, what is it? Is it Gansett? Some, some Narragansett Lager. Yeah. Okay. Right, let's here we give go. her a try here. not bad tastes just like hams to me it's pretty close to that right yeah all right tastes just like hams yeah it's not bad at all all right well since 1890 we got the famous narragansett but i do like the cans too right they're kind of that little bit vintage with that nice big high neighbor sign on the back yeah it's pretty cool yeah um hey it says write or visit us on the back. So maybe we'll write them and, hey, maybe they'll be our uh, local beer distributor that uh, hooks us up. That's weird. I was in Rochester two years ago for work, and I don't remember seeing any signs for this anywhere. I don't know. We we should have did a little research on this beer and seen if uh, Paps happened to own it like they own everything else. But I don't know. It's not too bad, though. No, it, it reminds me of Ham's. I mean, if, uh, Cousin Troy, if you like hams, try to find you some of this swag. That's not too bad. So, I'm happy with it. I'll give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. All right. I'm 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 surprised on this one. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I could get down with those. Yeah, I wouldn't have any problem with that. 
Especially if he's at a concert. Hell yeah. I mean, shit. Give me some of them Gansets. <laughs> give me the Gans. All right. Well, are we ready to roll into this uh, seventh studio album by White Snake? Yeah, let's get into it. And this one is an OG copy that Trav just received from Old Saint Nick mm-hmm. on Geffen Records. And it is an 87 copy. Yep. So, because they did redo this, what was it, in 88? 88. We'll, get, in, we'll get into why, but, uh, you they know. Did 88, and then there also is a remaster from 2018. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll get into the OG for you, folks. Yeah. All right, so the album cover and artwork, what are you giving it, Trav? I only gave it a three. Uh, it's just boring. Right, um, both the front and the back. I can agree with that. Um, there's nothing. There, it's I could be a two point five. There's nothing good or bad about the front or back. It really is just super boring. Well, I mean, that's all you're doing on it. Well, I mean, for those that don't know, it's like the cover, like it's just like a cracked, like sort of like stone, like mason wall with a like an amulet that says WS. And it's got white snake at the top. And then the back is super nondescript, just has like song titles and, and band uh, members and stuff. All right. What do you think? I went three and a half. Yeah. Um, I balanced it between that and a four. I would have gave it the four, but, you know, I, I, I do like the cracked, you know, stone or rock yeah. with the medallion looking like it's rusty. Um, the White Snake logo is on point on this album because this is the first album where they use this actual. Uh, white snake logo which yeah. i think they still use to this day and uh i think you know that's just as on point as john sykes guitar playing and coverdale's vocals on this album uh, don't get me started on john sykes i'm just saying i just wish that the stone look would have carried over to the back yeah the full length or the you know the full the full back it they've got it like narrowed down into like a little rectangle with the song titles on it. And I, I think they would have done better. With, with putting the titles bigger, too. Yeah, yeah, and you could have done both and then had a shot of the band. Yeah. You know? I think they would have done well, better Well, I mean, that. even though if they didn't have a shot of the band, if it looked like the front with the stone and had, like, yeah. the bigger writing, I think would have really, to me, the, I, I would have gave it a four if it would have had that. Yeah, I mean, it sold eight million copies, I think. They yeah, have. this album went cray-cray. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just where I was with it. Damn, this beer ain't that bad, dude. I, I like it. No, it's not bad. And they got a cool slogan. Hi, neighbor. Um, Strong tracks, man. What do you think? Ooh, I want a five on this one. <laughs> what the f- <laughs> Wow. What do you mean, what the fuck? Coming in hot. What do you mean, what the fuck? I gave it a five. I mean, you got Crying in the Rain, which is a great opener. It is a good opener. Bad Boys. Still of the night, here I go again, give me all your love. Um, Is This Love, which was originally written for Tina Turner, which yeah. that's kind of funny, but this album's loaded. I, th- I think I feel, I feel a three coming on, folks. Um, I gave it a three because it's... Oh my God, <laughs> I must be clairvoyant. It's This album's fucking top heavy. It's like all the singles are great and then the other songs are okay and then there's two songs that are bad. Well, I'm... but but the singles are really good. See, to me, um, well, I, I I hit on it a little more later, but 
I mean, side one is fucking stacked. It is. Side one sets the fucking tone for everything for me on this one. Yeah. Um, side one, you know, you said crying in the rain. It, it's a great opener. But also bad boys right after that. Like, yeah. Like it picks up. Like it, those Those both, I think, feel a little bit more like earlier Whitesnake to me than some of the other stuff. Um, there were some songs that um, they were earlier Whitesnake actual songs and they went in and retweaked them. All right. Um, let me see. Because they both have more of that sort of uh, 70s rock sound, you know, similar to Deep Purple stylings and, and earlier Whitesnake. Yeah. But then you've got... You know, John Sykes' guitar tone on this. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's crazy. So, Whitesnake had a bunch of turnover over the years. They're one of those bands where there's been a, a lot of different members. Okay, and, so Crying in the Rain was originally on the 82 Saints and Sinners yeah, Whitesnake okay. album, which, you know, I'm I'm sure this version is less bluesy because John Sykes hated the fucking blues. Right. And uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, oh, here I go again. Oh, uh, wow. Which uh, was like their big, huge mm-hmm. MTV fucking hit. Yep. That was originally off of the Saints and Sinners album, too. Uh, interesting. So, yeah, it's got some rehashed White Snake stuff. But like I said, their older stuff was, and you know, yeah. you even said it about it was more deep purple yeah. than what, you know, everyone would associate White Snake with. And I, and Brandon and I both are casual Deep Purple fans. They've got some really good stuff. Yeah. But we both like this album in particular because of John Sykes. He's his the everybody knows like the hits on this and that guitar tone is a big part of it, right? Like yeah, But what's funny about this album? John Sykes did all the fucking guitar parts on this album. Right. Because like I said, this is where we're kind of getting into um, a different land here, folks, because they did do an 88 remix of this with the band that came in to replace this band yep. because Coverdale, well, right before it got released, he fired the whole fucking band that made this album. Yeah, so that's when they brought in like... Ru- Rudy Sarzo came yeah. in. Um, um, Vivian Campbell. Vivian Campbell did, did some solos and um, stuff, Adrian right? Adrian Vandenberg. Adrian Vandenberg, yeah. And shit, I forget, I forget who the drummer was. Who was playing drums? I don't know. Um, yeah, I I forget who the drummer was, but I mean, you know, I mean, Coverdale, he knew what the fuck he w- was going for. I mean, Christ, he put super groups together. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the what was the album after this was what Slip of the Tongue. Yeah, and, and Steve Vai was in Steve that. Steve Vai was in that with the uh, Adrian Vandenberg. I yeah. think. I mean, you know, they changed. White, that's the one thing about White Snake is that lineup, it was like a revolving yeah. door and stuff. I mean, it's, it's kind of like Megadeth, right? Like, you know, Mustaine's always firing people and bringing people in. Coverdale did the same thing with White Snake. Eh, you know. But, hey, the dude's made more money than I have, so he but must be doing something right. Through, If you count all of his stuff, he's sold over 100 million records, you know that, worldwide? Like, that's a shit ton of records. That's a shit ton of records, Exactly. So, like I said, I had to give it a five, man. Um, all right. Um, I don't feel the same. I don't. I still not, think. I, I think he's still suffering from a little bit of that uh, bourbonitis or that gin influenza. I still had. think that it's just it's top heavy with the singles, but it it those songs are great. Um, sorry. Right, so I'll go into um, 
I'll start favorite track, right? Yeah, I only went one track on this one. I, I went two today, right? And it's a five. Well, right? I hope so. I still think Still of the Night, that opening riff, is just fucking fantastic. I know it's boring to pick like a single like that, but it's so good, right? And then, still to this day, my other favorite song on this record is Give Me All Your Love. You went that one? Yeah. Mm. I think that's a good jam. It's it's a good song, yeah. What, um, so you picked one. I only went one on this one for my favorite. Yeah. What what did you do? Um, I gave it a five, and I went still of the night. Yeah. Surprise. I mean, Coverdale's vocals are on point. John Sykes' guitar is fucking ridiculous on that. Yep. You know, he he did the guitar cello, which I know Jimmy Page did it back in the day. That's right. But Sykes killed it. And honestly, if you're not a huge fan of that song, listen to the isolated guitar tracks that Sykes recorded for that song on YouTube. I'm not promoting YouTube or anything like that, but if you listen to those isolated guitar tracks you will see how crazy good that John Sykes is as, of a guitar player. Yeah, and it's not just like um, Brandon and me. Like l- Guitar players love John Sykes. Like his, his sound, his he style. He was a perfectionist, yeah. though. And that, that was one thing I think that drove Coverdale yeah. crazy on uh, it, when they were it recording It pays off this. on the recording, right? Oh, yeah. To it. And but, I think uh, Mike Stone did a great job recording this and bringing out that guitar. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that guitar is way on top. Uh, in a good way. Yeah, I hit on some of that here later. Um, but no, nah, man, if you hear those isolated guitar tracks on this, it's it's fucking nuts. It'll, yeah. it'll change your view if you're a guitar geek like we are. Um, oh, man, so good. So then, what'd you do for track to avoid? <sighs> this one I bounced around a one or a two. I, I settled at a two because, honestly, the music... For it wasn't hateful. I just thought the lyrics just kind of fell short, and I I, I gave it a, like I said a two, and I took "Don't Turn Away." Um, I you, I just goddamn right you did. I I just feel that that song is time to grab a beer and take a piss when it comes on. You're goddamn right, you son of a bitch. I picked it too, and I also gave it a two. It's just a bad ballad, I think. Yeah, and all the guitar in the world won't save that fucking song. No, and like I said, the the music in it wasn't hateful. No, but, but it to, doesn't need to be on this record. No, and I also thought that it seemed like it was really forced. Yeah, like it, the like Geffen Records was saying, "Hey, we need another ballad," you know. I totally think that, and plus, this album has eleven songs, so they didn't need it to be on the record. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it just feels like it's thrown in there. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it at all. But you know, in a good way, at least it's the final song on the album. I know that we always love that. <laughs> if, it, if the last song on either side sucks, <laughs> you just flip it over. That's a go grab a beer and take a piss moment, folks. Yeah, no doubt. Um. All right, you want me to start then with deep cuts? Oh, you you found deep cuts with your uh, deep cutting low scores over there this week. It's his fucking album, folks, and he's over here lowballing the shit out of it. I'm not. I've been fair. I've given out some fives. Oh God, you, you get him out of the studio for one week, and this guy goes fucking cray cray. <laughs> um. All right, motherfucker. So deep cuts. Oh, it's, it must got, be the Gansett. I got two. Hi, neighbor. I've got two, uh, and you've already mentioned one, uh, Bad Boys. I think that's just a super fun uh, 
It's just a straight rock song, right? You lyrics do, are a little bit cheesy. The lyrics are cheesy, but goddamn, that guitar will great, cut right? your ass. And then tell me, this is not the best guitar tone on the whole record, Children of the Night. I'm just going to tell you. My, I gave him a four. Okay, well, my deep cut, I only picked one. Mm-hmm. I gave it a four. And I started my notes off with, are you ready to rock? <laughs> I mean, Children of the Night. Yeah. Dude, that I love roller coaster songs. You love roller coaster Absolutely. songs. This song is a great up and down tempo song. And the fucking guitar will kick your fucking ass. I totally 100% agree on that guitar tone on this one. So this is one of the few where we got the same favorite track, Track to Void and Deep Cut. Yeah, and... And when I am picking my deep cuts, I do always try to go deeper into the album, but it it doesn't always work that way. No, there's some albums where we've had, hey, the album's too big, there are no deep cuts, or it's just hard to pull one out that, that's worth mentioning as a deep cut. Yeah, and I honestly, I mean, I, I, I thought about going with, you know, one of the cuts on side one. Yeah. But to me, side one on this album, it's it's a perfect fucking side one. That's good. And this is the way I feel about it. Yeah, it's a good one. And side two, fairly strong, but not as strong. It's a little lighter. It is, but, um, you know, it does, you know, it starts off with like the, give me all your love, and is this love, like the kind of the ballady, like the, you yeah. know, the, the, but, the but thing I like is, those a lot. And obviously. I like the way that they slowed it down, because... Side one, was, yeah. you know, pretty rocking, and then you start off side two, it's a little slower, you know. No, it's true. Actually, you know, when you're going through side one, you got Here I Go Again, which yeah. is kind of in the middle, and then you start side two, it's a little bit slower, and then after... Then it kicks back in. Yeah, yeah, once you hit Children of the Night, it's Un- like... Until you hit the final you- <laughs> song, and it's like, whoa, shit, we're off the tracks. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that, that didn't need to be there. No. Could have did without that one. Um, Like we said, we did not like... Don't turn away. Yeah. Um, so what What did you think then, uh, production overall sound? I gave it a five. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Mike Stone and Keith Olsen got it right. Yeah. The album has that big full 70 sound, which we love. Um, I like the overdriven guitars up in the mix. Yep. I think it layers nice with Coverdale's vocals. And I like in this one how they've got the rhythm section pulled back some mm-hmm. so it lets the guitars and coverdale's vocals shine through on this that's i mean that's what i think added to the sound and the mystique of this album unless you count the videos i know right i, I mean how can you go wrong with uh tony Catane, you know that's right strutting around on jaguars and shit you know r.i.p you know uh you know i agree with you um i give it a five too which is weird because I usually, you know, this, I prefer to have a mix where the drums are a lot louder, right? But on this... It works. Yeah, with Coverdale and Sykes, you it, want them on top. Yeah, it works. Um, um, because when I first started it, when I when I started taking my notes, I, I had the vinyl on. and I'm, Because this is the first time I've ever heard this on vinyl. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, I had the cassette when it came out. Yeah, me too. But um, I just was like... I was like, you know, at the beginning, I was like, I wish it had more bass and stuff coming through. But then the longer you listen to it, you're like, why? Because oh, yeah. th- that guitar, they, it, I swear, if you close your eyes, you can see the layers of this. Yeah, I, I agree. I was the same way. Like, you know, you listen to that first track and you're like, it should be a little bit more low end here. And then by the time you get 
about halfway through side one, you're like, I get it. I know why they it's yeah. mixed this way. And they kept that consistency yeah. throughout the whole album. That was something that I really liked. Yeah, it worked. And this copy is a, a pristine for an OG copy. Yeah. I know? mean, like we you know, we mentioned right before we started recording, I mean, the only pops I heard is just in the dead space. Yeah. And I haven't even cleaned it yet. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, the songs I didn't hear one pop during any of the songs. No, it's a nice one. And uh, other it, than yeah, some, some motherfucker had this before me and put a price tag right on the jacket. I, if I could find him, I'd punch him in his fucking neck. <laughs> okay, kids. Let's <laughs> hold on, kids and record store owners. Okay, if you guys are doing this, put them in a protective sleeve. Put yeah. your fucking price tag on the sleeve. Do not put it on the fucking album jacket. <sighs> drives us crazy i know and you know nine what maybe eight times out of ten you you can get it off but then there's always that other chance that you take of ruining it trying to mess with it yep and like uh i've got a docking album and some asshat put the fucking big like five inch circle fluorescent fucking orange or green sticker on it with a fucking price and it's like damn you know because honestly, drives the, me crazy. the cover for Back back for the Attack, yeah. Dokken, yeah. it's a pretty fucking solid cover other than yeah. some asshat. Put, okay, don't don't put fucking stickers on the goddamn covers. Man. You know. It drives me crazy. That's, you know, that's my little rant for the week. Here's a little little side story. I just bought uh, Van Halen 1 on vinyl recently, right? And I was at the store, uh, one of our local shops that we love, and they had two copies, right? One of the copies, the both were in good shape, right? Except one copy, the previous owner, record store, it's just like this. I put the sticker on the cover, and so there was all that residue there. The other cover is perfect, except whoever had it wrote their name in the Van Halen logo. And oh. I, I fucking bought that one because I fucking hate price tag stickers on yeah, record no, jackets. But I will say something else, too. Something like that, to me, it kind of gives the album a little more character. Yeah. Because like I know when I was a kid, um, and I think we talked about this off off uh off topic once, um, we used to draw all over yeah. the fucking album covers. I mean, I think I got a, what is it, a Queen's greatest hits downstairs. I mean, motherfuckers are missing teeth, uh got black eyes. I mean, it's just crazy. I did that to my sister, your wife's copy of Highway to Hell, uh growing up. <laughs> she probably was fucking gonna kick your ass yeah. too. Oh, I know she can be mean, folks. Um, no, she loves me. I hope so. Yeah, she does. Hi, hi, my wife, uh, Trav's sister. We know you're listening. Um, so I think we're gonna agree on on overall listening experience here. I gave it a five. I gave it a five. Um, this is you know this is I think the most classic uh, White Snake record. I mean, honestly, overall, if 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 there was two White Snake records to have. It's this one, and then the follow-up. Yeah, I mean, one. you could throw in Slide It In, the one right before this, yeah, too. Sli- like, I, yeah, Slide It In. I think Slide It In got overshadowed by this one. It did. But this one, I think, made Slide It In um, sell more copies. It did. Once this came out, people went back and found that, and ended up going double platinum. Yeah, so I so. agree. Those those three albums from White Snake. if you could have those, you pretty much got everything you need, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree with that. And, I mean... You know, like this album, side one, it rocks start to finish, and you know, we, this was a great original copy that you got. Yeah, and uh, thanks to uh, Martha, uh, my partner, she got it for me—a surprise gift for Christmas. 
Founded on Discogs. He just spoiled it, folks. I said Santa Claus earlier. <laughs> but yes, Martha was Santa Claus. The Trav is on this one. And honestly, I wish uh, John Sykes and Adrian Vandenberg would have been together for like an actual album. Yeah, it would have been cool to see what they would have done. Be- because I think this album was more of a pissing match because when Sykes got fired, then Vandenberg wanted to go in and change some stuff to the way he would have did it. And I, I just wish they would have. If that next did an record had been that. Sykes and Vandenberg, it would have been cool to see what that would have, what ended up like. I think it would have. Yeah. And you know, I. But then again, you know, that would have been a lot of guitar ego <laughs> in one room. So that's probably why they didn't. But I just wish they would have ended this album with a rocker, not a dud ballad. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, and that's really all I got to say about it. But it's a fun, uh, it's a fun record. It is. I enjoyed throwing it on and uh, just listening to it today. And uh, you can pick it up pretty easily on um, Discogs. Uh, it's hard to find in the wild. Both this or the 2018 reissue, they're they're hard to find in the wild. I've never seen either one. Yeah, because um, I honestly thought that the reissue would have been easier to find. Yeah, um, but they're all over Discogs for a, a decent price. Well, I'm sure my wife, your sister, is going to want me to hunt one down, which I ain't got no problems with. Like I said, the worst song on the album is the final song. Yeah. And other than that, I, I enjoyed listening to it. No, it was good. I've never seen them live, did you? No. Yeah. Um, However, if they did some sort of reunion thing, I know Coverdale's pretty much retired, but if they did like a reunion tour and had Sykes come back, that'd be fun. But the thing is, they've been local to us mm-hmm. here i don't know it's a few years back yeah and uh they played downtown at uh i think it was the duke energy yeah place down there and uh i wouldn't mind have seen them um because uh shit um who's the fucker from winger uh, Red Beach. Yeah, Red Beach is playing guitar for them oh, no on the, when when they came to Raleigh that time. Well. And you know, I'm sure Coverdale probably can't. He probably can't hold the shit like he used to. Probably but not. I, but I feel like if anybody could, it might be but him. Right? I, I feel that he probably still yeah can pull it off. You know, um, I mean, I love the guy and all. You got to give Don Doggin props because he's trying. Yeah, but he also knows he can't hit that fucking range no more. And I think out of this time frame, David Coverdale's probably one of the only ones that can still do it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Like, do you remember... I'll go off topic for just one second. I think it was, like, in the Def Leppard behind the music or one of those um, shows like that. And Joe Elliott's talking about... The, um, I think it was in the, when they were recording Hysteria, because it was around the same time they were recording this, right? Well... Is that right? When this... Yeah, because this come out, 87... You got Hysteria so, come out, what, the end of 86? Yeah. Or so the beginning of 87? Somewhere right, right in there. Right there. And then Guns N' Roses, Appetite, yeah, all, all came out time. at the same time. But uh, Joe Elliott was saying Def, Def Leppard and Whitesnake were recording in the same studio at the same time, right? Uh, and, you know, like Def Leppard would be taking a break. And Joe Elliott said he got so fucking pissed because he would listen to White Snake. And Coverdale has perfect pitch, so he would be like one take, one take, one take. And, and, and Joe Elliott's busting his ass. Yeah, and the funny thing was too about this album, and I I, I think it was still the night song. Coverdale had been sick before he did the vocals for that. 
And when he come in, he took two takes and he was about to like throw up and shit. I don't know what was wrong with him. He probably had the flu or something. Yeah. But they did two takes and those are the ones that made it on the album. Think about that, right? So the dude's a pro. Yeah. We, 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 We love him. Great album, I think. Yep. And... Like I said, the Narragansett beer, which is famous, by the way. It says on the can, so we got to believe it. It says it right there. It's also it, uh, made on honor, Brandon. And I know, but I love the high neighbor. The high neighbor, Avagansett. You know, yeah. it almost makes you want to talk Canadian or something. It could be, is it close to uh, the border up there? It's getting there. Have a Narragansett, eh? Hey. Hey, Hoser. Hey. What are you talking about? But yeah, run out, run out and get you a Gansett lager. I like it. It's tasty. And if you don't already have it, get you the. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah, pick it up. Do you think the Do you think the OG's better than the remix? I haven't heard the remaster on vinyl, but uh, most of the time, I think you and I agree. If if you have the opportunity and it's similarly priced, OG is typically the way to go. But I think if you get the remaster, you may get a few extra songs because I think the uh, the. Yeah. I think the European version of this, which came out earlier than the U.S. one, it had like one or two extra songs I on it. I think those are on the remaster. I think you're Okay, right. so, you know, it might be worth something yeah. checking into for you. If, and it's if, on, the remaster's on 180 gram too, which yeah, is, is which nice. Yeah, we love the 180s. Yeah. But like I said, this one played great. Yeah. Well, um, let's see. We like the beer. We like the album. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope y'all enjoyed our 30th episode of Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And don't forget to hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com. Or you can look us up on the Facebook page. Give us shit. Give us whatever. We don't care. We'll talk to you. Mm -hmm. And I promise, folks, coming soon, we are going to have other media outlets. We're close. Travis is saying we're close. We're close. Very close. So he's in charge of that, folks. Give him <laughs> shit, not me. I just, uh, you're lucky I'm pushing these damn shows out like I am right now. I mean, good Lord. I, I'm fueled on Bojangles and Texas Pete when I'm doing these shows, but I love it. Um, well, like I said, you know, hit us up. We'll, we will get back with you. We, you know, oh, oh shit. You know something I forgot? What? And I really wanted to bring us up. Uh, when we did the Kiss Destroyer, yeah. Okay, so I follow Ace Fraley. Sorry, we're way off topic now, folks, but I feel I need to bring it out. Yep. But I follow Ace Fraley on Facebook, and I reached out to him because I really wanted his opinion of our Destroyer episode, mm-hmm. and I, I got he got back with us. Sweet. So I need to I need to add that into this show. Yeah. Yeah. Here, totally. Here, actually, hold on. Here, let's hit it. We're gonna play what Ace uh, said for the our re- I guess for our show. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, do no, actually, I'm a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> On the side. Well, you know, listen, I got a little piece of pipe backstage. I'd like to have you work on. Tell me about <laughs> it. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks. It's Ace Fraley. He ain't going to take time out of his busy schedule to fuck with us. Space Ace. You guys actually thought Ace <laughs> called in the show? I wish he would. I mean, here, I'm going to throw this out there for Ace. Yeah. Because I have a copy of his Greatest Hits album that Newberry Comics put out. That's a great version. It's, it's like, what is it? Blue, black. It's like clear with it, blue and black splatter, Yeah, it's like right? three-color yeah. splatter. 
That album is fucking great. It is. Ace hit us up, and we will do that fucking show. I mean, golly. I mean, it's Ace fucking Fraley. Yeah, that's a fun one. And uh, one last thing to add. This episode is going to air on New Year's Eve, so Happy New Year's, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year's. And hey, if you can get it, go get you a Gansett, hey, neighbor. That's right. Um, all right. Well, I'm Brandon. And I'm Travis. And we are Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. And if you don't like White Snake... Fuck, Fuck you. you.